welcome to The Stoic Lawyer. My name is Kristen. And I'm Brian. everybody. Um, you know, we always say morning. I think we've talked about this before. We usually record in the morning, but we don't know when they listen. Yeah, it's probably confusing to certain people who always listen in the afternoon or mm-hmm. evening. They might be confused as to what time of day it is. Or where we live. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Um, it's actually Christmas Eve. It is. Yeah, happy Christmas Eve. Is it happy Christmas Eve or Merry Christmas Eve? I think the Queen says happy, ha- said happy Christmas. I don't think we live in the... <laughs> Kingdom, but okay. I can go with that. <laughs> Merry Christmas Eve mm-hmm. or Happy Christmas, whichever you prefer. Okay. Um, so this week, I'm actually going to let Brian read this. Can I let you read this? Yeah. Um, we're going to read part of an entry because the, the full entry is just a little, um, it's, it's a little lengthy for our purposes today. Uh, so we're going to read just a paragraph and then we are going to talk about uh, why we chose it. From the pocket Teek Nhat Hanh, correct? Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, okay. A gardener does not chase after flowers and try to run away from garbage. She accepts both, and she takes good care of both. She's not attached to either, nor does she reject either, because she sees that the nature of both is interbeing. She has made peace with the flower and the garbage. A bodhisattva... bodhisattva see, I always get the... Right. We, d- we debated how to pronounce that yesterday. Well, and I, yeah, Bodhisattva handles enlightenment and afflictions in the same way a skillful gardener handles flowers and garbage, without discrimination. She knows how to do the work of transformation, and so she is no longer afraid. This is the attitude of a Buddha. So, I hear something different every time we read that. Okay. I heard something different even that time, even after we read it a few times yesterday. What was that? This time I picked up on the chase and run away theme hmm. that, you know, pulls, goes back to the other recent episodes we've made about habit energy and not being on the horse that's just running in one direction or the other without any regard for which way it's going. Right. I, I just hadn't noticed that part of it before. That What struck me the first time I read, or not the first time actually, the first time I recently read this um, I was up reading. I, I tend to get up and read very early in the morning. And I was up reading and I read it. And, and I don't really quite know how to explain this, but something just clicked a little differently um, when I read this. And I actually took a picture of it and sent it to Brian like four in the morning. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, it, for me, it was a, the thing that kind of clicked this time. And, and I don't know that I can fully articulate it as we talked about yesterday, but it's a, I think it's a great example of everything being the same and everything, nothing being inherently good or inherently bad. It's what the labels that we put on them, the flowers and the garbage. Mm-hmm. That was just, it, it's just an easier, I guess, metaphor or example than a lot of the ones I think people use. Like to me, that's, that's very relatable. Yes. And it's obviously it's a theme running through Stoic philosophy. Yes. And, um, and then, I, you know, sort of a central aspect to Buddhism, the interconnectedness. Um, so, yeah, what, 
I guess maybe let me ask it this way. That stood out to you. Does it apply? Do you apply that to your daily life, or is that like a just something that you say? Oh, I, I get it. That's that's a nice. Uh, well, so the same morning, I kind of it was kind of an evolution of thought about it, right? I initially was like, oh wow, like I, it something just clicked on a um, a more I guess uh, internal level than it had in the past when I've read similar things, and so the more I thought about it. Um, I started looking at the different things throughout my day that day. And what I realized was I had a, a hearing in court where essentially one of three things was going to happen. And I thought to myself, okay, if, if option A happens, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Right? What do I have control over and what do I do? And I wrote down the steps of what I would do. And then I was like, okay, if option B happens, what would I do? What would, what would the things that I have control over to address this version be? Mm-hmm. And I wrote them down. And then I got to the third one, and I suddenly realized they were all the same. All, I mean, essentially, right? There might have been nuanced differences, but there was not a significant difference, very significant differences in the result of the hearing, right? I mean, yeah. as far as the way we assign but not good act, and bad. But not actual impact on your life. Correct. I, I guess, yeah, that's the point, right? So in my mind, option A was great. Mm-hmm. Option B was okay. And option C was terrible, right, as far as what was going to happen. But when I sat down and, and broke down what my actions would need to be as a result of these things that I had labeled good, bad, and ugly, or good, bad, and indifferent, I guess, it was all the same. Mm-hmm. And somehow, and I know those two things don't seem like they exactly correlate, but maybe others it just kind of clicks for too, I hope. I I don't know. Um, I think we can't always exactly articulate the way we internalize these things, but we share them in hopes that that you have some uh, internal, um, I guess, realizations about them as well. Mm. Um, So then I thought thought about other examples because we kind of wanted to do a more specific example, uh, but we don't want to use anything in our recent... um, Jobs, of course. So Brian and I yesterday thought back to a trial we had um, probably eight or ten years ago now. It's been a while. Yeah, the timeline. Yeah, I, probably I, eight I, years, at least I eight years ago. At least. At least eight years ago. Yeah, I'd say ten is probably accurate. Um, we were trying a homicide case, and there was a piece of evidence, uh, a con- uh, what we would have called a confession. What Statement. The, sure, a yeah. statement. Um, a statement that the defense filed a motion to suppress on, uh, to keep it out of, out of um, evidence in our trial. And at the time, I remember being very kind of emotionally invested, might not be quite the right word, but, but certainly um, invested in ways that affected my emotions, <laughs> mm-hmm. right, in the outcome of that hearing. I was stressed about it, right? Um, and you were too, I think, at the time. Yeah, because I think um, I just hadn't, I hadn't seen that issue, so it was kind of out of left field. Um, yeah. So we had to. Yeah, so we had to deal with it. Change gears. Yeah. Um. So we had the suppression hearing, and going into it, we're thinking, "Gosh, if we lose this, that could be a huge problem, right?" We didn't. We we won the suppression hearing, so we got to use the evidence at trial. But yesterday, what we were talking about is if we had really sat down and thought, like I did about my situation this week. Okay, there there are really only two options in that scenario, right? Either it's suppressed or it's not. What do we do, mm-hmm. right, if it's 
option A or if it's option B. You want to kind of talk about how we kind of talked through that? Well, yeah, well, I guess, it, yeah, I think, I mean, it would have been, well, it was the kind of case that we would have taken a trial anyway. Right. It wouldn't have Whether, been that we had the trial or not had the trial. And so I guess at the end of the day, it would really have been more a matter of witness order, presentation, argument. Now, certainly better with it than without it, uh, as far as the narrative of the, the facts and timeline went. Um, but I think what we realized was, right, we wouldn't have to dismiss the case. It wasn't. No. And even that shouldn't have had an emotional attachment to it, right? But, but I think oftentimes again, when we look at different possible scenarios or scenarios that we're anxious about occurring, it's be, it is because we've labeled them that way. Yes. Right? I mean, it, losing if we had lost that suppression hearing, we would have still had a trial, formulated a witness list, formulated a theory and theme of the case to present to the jury with a story. It would have been more difficult or less... Um, I guess obvious, right? It would have taken a little more creative thought, mm-hmm. probably, but it, but it wasn't. It wouldn't have affected you or I personally at all. Well, no, and it it wouldn't have affected the trajectory of our lives or careers. No. I mean, it. it yeah, I mean, you, you know, the stakes are high in the sense that it's a trial, but long term, it's kind of like the friend we have who asks himself, you know, would this matter? And, a year, will this matter in five years, will this matter in ten, ten years, when something happens, and it's a good way to think about it. And if the answer is almost always no. Almost always no. Um, yeah. So I guess the message this week is if there are situations you're thinking about that are in the future, having anxiety about, try to sit down and think through the different possible outcomes, and then what your actual actions will be. Based are, on them. Yeah, like what are, you have directly, direct control over. And are you putting arbitrary labels on things? Right, yeah. right. Because I, I think we are. Because if I think back to even my situation last week, I would have said, right, great, terrible, and okay. And now, I, I think... I mean, from the client's perspective, perhaps. But that, that's not... Well, yes, but even that we could probably unpack <laughs> to some degree, yeah. right? That, that they are putting labels on things that probably shouldn't be but yes you're right certainly to the client and so to to some degree my investment in their goals right and so I'm not saying that it it truly didn't matter what the result was what I'm saying is as far as having a personal impact on me and what my reaction steps needed to be there was very little difference right and and so we're yeah, I mean, don't take any of this to mean that we're, we're calloused about the outcome of our... Um, yeah, I just want to throw of our, it in. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, of I our different jobs. I mean, we, we both care very much about the situations that, that we're both involved in at work. We still just have to move on to the next thing. Right, but do. there's about 10 more where that one came from, right? Mm-hmm. And so we, we have to do our best with, with what we're working on and then, and then just continue on. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I think... This week, although it's a holiday week for a lot of people, so it may not be the, the perfect week for you to do it, but um, if you're thinking about hearings or trials or issues, you know, right after the new year, maybe sit down and, and think about what your actions would be under the different scenarios. And like Brian said, are you arbitrarily putting positive and negative labels? Oh, Karate Kid. Yeah. So we started to record this yesterday, 
And I had to confess to Brian that I had not yet watched The Karate Kid and that if he would give me until this morning, I would have watched it. So he very generously gave me until this morning. I woke up at 4 a.m., realized I hadn't started watching it, watched about an hour of it, and fell back asleep. So I can say I am in the middle of The Karate Kid. I am enjoying it very much. Wax on, wax off. Yeah, how much karate has Daniel learned at this point? None. Okay. Well, actually, that depends on how you look at it. Hmm. Because he's been waxing on and waxing off for days. So how much of what he's learning through waxing the cars and... Oh, my my dog just came in to join us. Hello, Oliver. Um, I think the question is how much is he learning about karate by um, waxing, uh, waxing the cars and then sanding the floors. You will find out. Right, but, but so, so yes, your question is actually a good one. He's learned, <laughs> he has learned maybe a lot. Maybe a lot. Well, about karate. Yeah, I can't wait for you to find out. Okay, well, I will find out, and then we will um, hopefully continue that discussion uh, next week on New Year's Eve. Sounds great. All right, have a happy Christmas, everyone.